0: Because we're crying behind sunglasses Hey, 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 sunnies. Welcome back to Crying Behind Sunglasses, your favorite funny mental health podcast for cool people. Uh, I'm your host, Kayla Dahl. As you can see, I am coming at you from my recovery bed. What? What am I recovering from? Well, in case you haven't seen it on my social media lately, I am now calling myself crutchy. <laughs> uh, and that is because I had a foot and ankle surgery on February 24th. And it's been a long time coming. It's actually one of the few things I haven't really spoken about on this podcast in my life. Y'all know way too much about me, but you don't know about this. More on that later. But most importantly, I just want to welcome you to your favorite cozy corner of the internet. If you're new here, don't worry, just throw on a sweater and grab a cup of tea. The water's fine. (laughs) And if you are a return listener, I love you. Thank you, uh, my sunnies. I really appreciate you, especially the support that I've gotten on the new Patreon that I just launched, which is patreoncom kindbehindpod. That's where you can find all of the video episodes from this episode moving forward. I also have a guided meditation on there, exclusive behind-the-scenes updates, all kinds of fun things that I think you're going to really enjoy. So. That housekeeping is out of the way, and also disclaimer for any newbies out there, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy or medical advice. If you have a problem, then please, of course, call your doctor. I just like to share my own mental health journey with all of you because it's a great way for me to process and help you to feel less alone. I also love to interview comedians and artists, creatives, mental health professionals, healers, people from all walks of life. And the thing that ties us all together is that we are all working towards healing. And we're not taking ourselves too seriously because life's too fucking short, right? We're here to have fun. I generally don't apologize for myself on this podcast, but I will apologize if this podcast is a little bit rambly uh my brain did get mushy while on those prescription pain meds. I am not taking them anymore, but I think I'm still kind of bouncing back. And it's been a minute since I've been in the saddle. So, like I said, I had surgery, and that's one of the few things that I haven't spoken about much on this podcast is the fact that I have been dealing with chronic foot pain for about 3 years now. And started towards the end of 2020. I had severe foot pain whenever I was trying to rock my dog and I would have to ice my foot, elevate it, couldn't hike. It was really bad. So I finally in April of 2021, went in to see a podiatrist. Fun fact about podiatry offices, at least what I've noticed in LA, I've been to about five or six of them at this point. Uh, It seems like I was the only person under the age of 60 that was in any of these waiting rooms. So apparently foot doctors are only for old people, except for me. (laughs) Long story short, I went to that first doctor. They figured out that I have an accessory bone, which is an extra bone that only occurs in 0.001% of the population. It's like a fucking course I would be diagnosed with some sort of weird medical journal condition that is not on WebMD. That doctor called in the entire office to look at my (laughs) x-ray just because I'm some sort of weird like X-Men freak. So that happened. They said because I'm young that they wanted to give me cortisone shots and make it better and have me wear arch support shoes I stopped running. I haven't gone running in three years. I've been hiking since probably sometime last summer. And then... I decided, or we, I guess, collectively, me and my doctors decided that it was time to operate because last summer I got my second cortisone shot and the second cortisone shot only lasted for two months before I started having pain again. They wanted me to get surgery. I said, yes, I will do it, but I want to wait until the winter when I am not having to sweat in a hundred degree heat in a boot. I decided to put it off until November or December because then it would be cooler in LA. I wouldn't be sweaty and usually showbiz, which is my day job, <laughs> uh, acting, producing, editing videos, all of that generally slows down in November and December. So I thought, okay, this is a great time for me to heal. Fast forward to November. I called my insurance company way too many times (laughs) and they gave me the runaround. I went through several different podiatrists before I could finally find the one. And so that put me to the end of February for this surgery. And I would have been fine with that because I, despite this chronic pain that I have been hiding and dealing with, I've been doing okay. Uh, I don't go running or hi- I wasn't going running or hiking, but I was able to get around for the most part, as long as I took it easy. And I was still doing yoga and Pilates, which are more low impact. Then right before New Year's Eve, my back went out. And that is because, as I learned from my new doctor, that the bone had shifted out and up and put pressure on my nerves and my tendons so basically from new year's eve up until the end of february when i got the surgery my entire body was just rapidly declining i had a spasm going from my knee to my hip 24 hours a day and my back was going on every other week the only thing that was saving me mm-hmm. other than my journaling and self-care and medical mental health practices was also acupuncture and cupping My acupuncturist is incredible and she was really able to help me with all of those um muscular issues so then I got this surgery and I have to tell you I'm just so grateful I finally got it done by the end I couldn't even walk or drive pre-surgery uh for about two or three weeks but prior to surgery I was on crutches I really probably shouldn't have been walking at all in January or February, but I was anyway because I was being an idiot and being cocky and doing what I always do, which is running myself ragged. And I am not doing that anymore. (laughs) Uh, So that's the update. And it's been almost two weeks since surgery. My mom was taking care of me for a few days. Now it's just friends. And in the background of all of this, I also was in between apartments and I found an Airbnb that was accessible that I was going to recover in. It flooded the night of my surgery (laughs) because the same day as my surgery, it also snowed on the Hollywood sign. And there was a crazy winter storm that ripped through Southern California. So after I'd been there for about a week, I then had to leave so that the hosts could make all of the repairs. So I've given up on trying to stay in an Airbnb and I'm just going to ride out the rest of this healing journey at my friend's house, uh, undisclosed location in Los Angeles, but I will say it's very peaceful. There are a lot of animals here. So if you hear any dogs barking in the background, that's why. And you know, I went through hell and back with this surgery, but I think for me, um, the hardest part wasn't even all of the medical stuff. The hardest part for me, uh, the part that made me feel anxiety was sorting out caretakers. I wasn't anxious about the surgery. I was anxious to rely on other people. And community is so healing. Being humbled and allowing people to show up for you is a gift to them as much as it is to you. And I'm learning that. So I've not had any panic attacks or big issues since my surgery. All of my energy is going towards healing and peace and anything that even slightly raises my blood pressure. I've noticed since this surgery, it's very clear. It's given me a lot of clarity to be able to cut those things or jobs or people out of my life because as soon as my blood pressure rises, my foot swells up and that's not good. So if I want to heal and not swell up, then I can't be stressed out. (sighs) You know what? I just realized we've been talking so much and we haven't even taken a little breath together. So let's just take a breath together. (sighs) My world has gotten very small, very slow, and very deliberate since I've been navigating the world on one leg. And I don't want to sit over here acting like some sort of martyr. I am not a cancer patient. There are people who definitely have it worse off than me or they are permanently disabled, I'm dealing with something that is temporary. Although I probably won't ever be able to run long distances again due to the bone anchor in my foot, but that's not the point. I will have two legs (laughs) to work with very soon. But what I've noticed is, like I said, my world has gotten very small. Every single action I take is so deliberate and requires so much more thinking and planning than it did when I had two feet and when I was able to drive myself around because all this stuff that's been happening, it's my right foot, it's my driving foot. So that's like a whole other situation. But I think it's really good that I have been benched by the universe. I think this is good. I needed to be forced to slow the fuck down in my life and focus on my own healing, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And focus on what matters to me instead of running around doing things to escape myself or people-pleasing or completely biting off more than I could chew, which only contributes to anxiety. It does not lessen it. Now, I have so many limitations. There are so few things I'm able to do that... Life is just slower and more simple. And the only people I see are the people that I invite over to the house. It's pretty cool. Or if I decide to go out, which I probably won't be going out again for another few days. Uh, I've noticed that it is very taxing on my energy and on my leg if I have to go longer than a few hours without elevating it. But what I've noticed is that when these outings are intentional and well thought out and my company, the company that I keep is curated to be people who are loving and accepting and warm and fun, I feel a lot better instead of having to show up just because I feel like I need to go out, right? And yeah. I just feel a lot more vulnerable and a lot more sensitive in my current state, so I can't be around any sort of negative energy, which is kind of a gift because I now have the clarity to just keep my circle really small and be content with that because I understand that pouring myself into a few really loving friendships or relationships, or whatever you want to call them, community, you know, keeping that circle small and really pouring my love into it. That is so healing. And it's so healing for me to go to these people and allow them to give me help and allow them to show up for me. I didn't realize that that was a gift you could give to someone, but it is because then you're bonded and they've helped you through this tough time in your life. And that's family. Chosen family is so important, I think, to everyone, but especially for people like me who have had trauma or weird relationship issues, issues with people in their family. If you build that community around you, I think it is a really wonderful way to learn how to build trust. In our society, we place so much value, maybe too much importance on the romantic partner to fulfill all of our needs. And I think that's really detrimental to our society because then that's just kind of like this weird individualism where you can only lean on one person or you're only supposed to lean on your nuclear family. But if you open yourself up and say, oh, I can get my fill in the blank hobby. I can go do that archery. I can go do with my friend, even if my significant other doesn't like to do it or I need to get emotional support on a certain thing that only this person will understand. I'm going to call them. It's so beautiful and it's so freeing because then your support system is not tied to whether you are single or attached. Your support system is there. It's always there for you. And then if you happen to have a partner that is a cherry on top, of course they might become your primary emotional support, but they're not going to be the only one. And maintaining this community and these friendships hold you accountable as well, so that you don't fall into whatever weird relationship patterns that you might fall into as a person who's listening to this podcast, who may or may not have anxiety, depression, etc. I just realized something I wanted to mention to you all. Speaking of mental health, While I was recovering from surgery, during the acute phase, I was on prescription painkillers from when they finished the surgery through about nine or ten days later. That's not the point. Point being, when I was on those, I could not take Valium, any of my herbs that help me with anxiety, my allergy meds. Uh, There were a lot of things that I take to manage my brain chemistry or body chemistry that I was not allowed to take while I was taking these pain pills. And who oh boy, I needed those pain pills. <laughs> they were the only things that were saving me. It was very interesting to manage my emotions while also going through the worst pain of my life with none of those tools. I will say, and I, yes, these people are a brand partner of this show, a sponsor, but I mean it. I'm opening up my drawer for those of you who are just listening. But Pop and Barkley, um, they are a really great brand. And they've been such a great early on supporter of this show. And THC, CBD, those are pretty much the only things that weren't interacting with my prescription pain meds. So if you want a really great whole body relief. Check out Papa and Barkley. If you go on their website, it's papaandbarkley.com and you use code CRYING, that's C-R-Y-A-N-G, then you will get 20% off your whole CBD order. Not anything with THC, only CBD. The THC you have to buy, I'm pretty sure from a local dispensary or somewhere for delivery. CBD, this was really wonderful because it helped to enhance the amount of pain management that I was doing, as well as keep me relaxed. Because like I said, when you're healing, uh, whether it's even just a muscle ache or sprain, or you're healing from something emotionally, you have to be able to let go of the tension in your body. And sometimes we need extra tools to help us do that. So this is what I've been using is this relief tincture. It's THC rich and CBD rich it's one-to-one and just use that little dropper and there we are we're good thank you so much for letting me talk about our sponsor and oh right I should share this with y'all before I sign off kind of a gross medical story so if you're not prepared for that then uh you can fast forward through this part (laughs) for a minute Uh, I went to my follow-up, my second follow-up, which was on Tuesday, roughly 10 days after surgery. The doctor unwrapped my foot, and I was supposed to be able to get the bandages fully off. And when she unwrapped my foot, she saw that the skin had split open, and that she would have to put it back together. I know. I know. This is insane. It's fucking insane. (laughs) And that's because I wasn't resting enough, even though I thought I really was. I made the mistake, I guess, of going out for one dinner over the weekend. And um, I did have to move around a little bit just to move from my other place to here. But anyway, I digress. My foot, I mean, I can't even talk about it without feeling like I want to throw up. I get like a vasovagal reaction with this foot stuff. But they literally removed a bone, did a tendon repair, and then anchored that tendon to the side of my, to the base of my pinky toe using a bone anchor and then sewed me back up. So they had cosmetic stitches under the skin, but the skin split and I didn't want to look at it. So my friend was holding my hand and I uh, looked away and looked at them and my way of dealing (laughs) with this and trying not to pass out was just making sure that I never looked at the foot. I did accidentally catch a glimpse, which was awful and scarring, but I looked in the other direction at my friend's face and just kept rambling about how great it was when I studied abroad in Italy. (laughs) And that seemed to be really good. And then um, even though the doctor was super gluing my foot back together, and I felt like I was in the civil war in one of those hospitals next to the battlefield where the nurse is just pouring alcohol into an open wound with no numbing or anesthesia, by the way. Uh, I was able to get through it just by distracting myself as much as possible. It's a mind game. It is a mind game. Woof. Uh, So that was a little bit of a setback in my recovery. I guess the medical trigger warnings are over. For those of you who are looking for a place to fast forward, you can come back now. (laughs) And, um, you know, uh, I would love... For you to join me on Patreon, the video version of this episode, plus a guided meditation and all episodes moving forward will be on patreon.com cryingbehindpod. I'm also building a Discord community. I will be giving out exclusive medical updates and behind-the-scenes content. Y'all ain't ready. I've been doing this for mostly free for three years. Of course, I have a few sponsors, but I've never once until this surgery happened, asked my audience to participate in that sort of energy exchange. But now I'm stuck uh, in bed with an expensive surgery to pay for and my back's up against the wall. So I'm finally going to do the thing that you all have been asking me and begging me to do for years, which is (laughs) to build a new community outside of Facebook, outside of traditional social media, not having Zuckerberg be down our Next, we can do our own thing. So I built a whole Discord community on Patreon, which you'll get to join no matter what level you join at. And then I'm also doing weekly support calls and guided meditations. Plus there's merch that'll be coming down the line. So there are a lot of goodies and I'm just so much more motivated to create things knowing that there is a place that is more private on the internet that we can control and make sure that it's a safe space. I'm really happy about that. And to finally feel supported as I have been supporting all of you, it's just beautiful, it feels right. It feels like it's the time. And who knew that I would have to literally lose my ability to walk or drive or work (laughs) for the most part uh, to be able to finally make this into my day job. So I'm excited about it. And other than that, I mean, I'm just writing, resting, doing a lot of pain management. And this has been just so lovely to talk to you all. I miss doing this. And I know this is where I'm meant to be. I hear some dogs barking, so I'm going to go check and see what's going on on my knee scooter. But uh, please subscribe, share, like, follow. I will leave you guys with this. Something that I wrote um, the night that I got home from surgery. I liked being a late night weirdo making weird photo collages as I stare off out the window into the abyss of the city lights. The cars on Mulholland and Urban Ocean. I love busy early mornings. Waking up at 6 or 7 a.m. to be on set, go to school, or accomplish something like writing or running or work. It feels exciting and purposeful. I love telling stories because they are constantly pouring out of me. I love laughter as medicine. I have a deep core need to shout about my trauma in order to feel understood. I have a deep core need to create and share my art with others for empathy and dopamine. I am ready to be wild and free again. And everything that felt heavy now feels light The three years of silent, ever-increasing, life-altering, disabling chronic pain. The rapid decline of my previously taken-for-granted active lifestyle. The runs, the hikes, the high-heeled dances, the literal acrobatics, stilt-walking, yoga, pilates, jumping and dancing on tables, body shots off of me. And the pure joy of sexual or financial or spiritual liberation. I didn't properly savor any of that at all. And now that this bone is out of my foot, it's coming back finally. Orgasms, money, peace. Orgasms, money, Peace. That's all that matters. I can now laugh and shake my head at how this chronic pain literally made me play it so safe and so fearful that I became a husband shopper. That ain't me, babe. Oh, no, no, that ain't me. Crutchy life makes every choice more deliberate. Every action, text, step, food, event, Work is affected, especially intimacy. That's off the table for now. I only feel safe around known characters, and that feels way more aligned for me. I had to set that boundary with my body. Be grateful for your body. Be grateful for your feet. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. This has been Crying Behind Sunglasses, a mental health podcast. I've been your host, Kayla Dahl. Please feel free to hit the subscribe or follow button, depending on wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to share this with a friend who might be struggling out there. I am going to be putting out interviews and episodes as much as possible now that I have more time on my hands and I would love for our community to keep growing so check us out on social media that's at Kayla doll k-e-i-l-a-d-o-l-l-e or at crying behind pod and of course we have all of our blog and full video episodes on patreon patreon.com crying behind pod until next time Stay cool, stay present, stay sunny.